suppose I should record any of this. What do you think? <laughs> yeah, all, we we got to recreate our quarry talk now because that was nah. that was premium content. It's over. It's gone forever. No, well they'll never know what we think about quarries. Are we pro? Are we con? <laughs> yeah. Where's the split between the bros? <laughs> it's it's you know it's split between the bros. Come on, there's no question about it. Just yeah, but where is the split? Well, yeah. Like obviously, is it it's, two to it's, two. Is obviously, it three to one? it's 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 me on one side, Tim on another, and who's the other two? Where's the other two? <laughs> I don't know. In the, the flip flops, rain boots conversation. <laughs> Sean can see both sides, and I'm over here just egging both of you on. <laughs> yeah, accurate. Welcome to Brose. My name is Matt Casnell, and joining me as they always do are my bros. From Belmar, New Jersey, it's Mr. Rich Sweeten. Hi, everyone. From Haddon Heights, New Jersey, it's Mr. Sean O'Brien. Hey, everybody. And screaming to us from the bottom of a quarry, it's Mr. Tim Hansen. Help, I can't get out! <laughs> I don't know if that carried, but I tried. <coughs> it didn't carry at all. It sounded like, it sounded like you shot a bird. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> bird Same bird. difference. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, it's yeah. probably what you would hear if I was actually at the bottom of a quarry. Well, it's also the sound of you shooting a bird down because you're like, well, there's no way anybody's going to save me from this quarry, so I've got to start hunting, killing my own food. Exactly, so. I got to eat somehow. Yeah, an incredible shot by you to get the bird flying, like because you know, the bird's flying dipping down to the quarry. You got to shoot above the top of the quarry. I thought those archery skills were just for campers, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Tim, for the listeners, uh, Ben, for the listeners, Tim flashed the muscles, flexed for the camera to describe his archery skills, Uh, the act of pulling a bow back and firing at a target. Tim, I'm going to need to see a permit. Fuck permits. For those guns. Mm -hmm. Permits are theft. I'm going to need to see, yeah. (laughs) Permits are are theft? (laughs) Why not? Why not? I appreciate it. Appreciate it. But per- permits are fed as if uh, as if if you ask Chat GPT to say something libertarian. <laughs> yep. Permits are fed. <laughs> come back. Come back with a cannabis. Tread on me not. Yeah. Welcome to the award-winning Brose podcast, available on all major podcasting platforms. Here's the premise of our show. We're four bros, and we each bring a question to the table that we want to discuss with the bros each week. It could be about current events, pop culture. It could be about uh, just some, some existential dread that's been pressing on our minds, some, some would-you-rathers, life, the universe, or anything. It could be about anything we want, but we do it while enjoying a delicious glass of wine or otherwise. But we do want to hear your questions as well. We take listener questions on this show. We, we took listener questions only for like four years, basically. And so um, if you want your question answered on the air, email it to brosequestions at gmail.com. That's brosequestions at gmail.com. But before we get to those questions, we have to discuss what we are drinking. Tim Hansen, let's start with you, man. What are you drinking this week? And I because am... it's your birthday! Hooray! Oh shit! Oh wait, no, that was that was last week. You done oh, fucked up, bro. Oh man! <laughs> oh, no, that was last time. Egg on my face. Let me tell you. Although I did realize afterwards that that what I thought was a small bottle was in fact 375 milliliters. So I drank half mm-hmm. a bottle of uh, whiskey last time. All right, mm-hmm. I did it some. and had like mm-hmm. next to no hangover. It was nice. actually really cool. Nice, you did it. You did it good. Had a boy. I did it. It's almost like I'm good at this drinking thing. Um, Grown man's hangover. <laughs> exactly. So I am drinking this wonderful uh, whiskey. Er, sorry. Stuck <laughs> one track mine, obviously. Wow. Um, I'm drinking this wonderful Pinot Noir that I found today called Le Fat Bastard. Uh, mm. <laughs> it is fabulously full-bodied, as it describes itself, with a, a, a dainty uh, hippopotamus. Oh, Look at that wonderful hippopotamus doing oh, a handstand. It. It's cute. amazing. He's so cute. Uh, I literally was looking for like, let me find like a good wine. And then I saw a hippo and I was like, the fuck? And, and the rest is history. Yeah. Um, well, we found both at once because any <laughs> bottle with a hippo on the front is by de facto good. 
I don't know about all that. Um, Thank you. It's pretty middle of the road. It is a Pinot Noir. It's not a lot of depth of flavor. I might need to let it breathe a little more since I just opened it. But um, it, it, it's it, middle of the road Pinot Noir. Not offensive. Nothing that's like, wham, this is amazing. But like I said, let's let it breathe. See where we go. All right, Sean O'Brien, what are you drinking? Yeah, I saw you admiring your bottle just a second ago. Well, I was I was trying to see. Uh, Jacob's dad is here to pick him up. I think. Oh no, our dinner's here. Um, so uh, uh, this was given to me by my mom. Um, she got it not while she was in France, but while she was in Jersey, and it is Ironplow Vineyards Dry Rosé. It's just a rosé table wine. I was trying to see if there was a year on it, but there is not. Uh, but uh, it smells a lot like nail polish remover, but tastes mm, but tastes very nice. Okay, genuinely a wonderful dinner rosé. That's I'm, interesting. Two reactions to that. <laughs> uh, first is it's interesting because normally if something smells bad, so because smell and taste are so closely intertwined, like something that smells rough is. Mm-hmm. it's typically it's hard to hurdle that to make something taste good on top of that yeah um secondly uh did you proactively bring up the fact that your mom was in france but got you the wine <laughs> like, as like a subtle dig <laughs> so, <laughs> your mom traveled thousands of miles across the ocean to like one of the countries where, where wine is like the prime you know people go there from from worlds away to go get their wine and said so she came back and went to like joe canals and was like oh yeah here you go <laughs> No, but she went, she went to this winery, I think, I don't know when she went, but regardless, uh, she, and she got that wine because she supports me in, it's very nice, uh, you know, this dumb endeavor that's been going on for so long at this point. Yeah. Congratulations <laughs> to us. 78, se- 78 sessions. Been doing the show for longer than any of us, than we were in high school. I mean... <laughs> Just sit on that for a minute. Just chew on that for for mm-hmm. a second. Uh, Rich uh, and I uh, continue to be on Abstinence Avenue, which is a location that Rich uh, came up with the name of, and uh, yeah. we're not drinking tonight. Yeah, I um, I I had a doctor's appointment today, completely spaced on asking if I was allowed to drink. So, Oops. but also we're recording this a week after the last session, and in mm. that week I got sick again. Oh. So. Mm. I wouldn't be drinking anyway. Bad in a thousand. In there, last Rich. week, I decided to go on a bender between sessions and decided to go back to the not drinking thing as soon it's, as Brady it's, started. At this Attaboy. point, at this time, it's a just like a cold or like there's a virus going around, just general virus going around. The doctor said, but it's just yeah. Every two weeks, I've been to the doctor and I've been sick pretty much every two weeks, and it's driving me nuts. But mm-hmm. I'm getting better at not being sick. I think I don't know. Mm-hmm. It was like three years inside made all of our immune systems super naive, and now we're susceptible to everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. At least for now. All right. Who's got a question? Brosequestions at gmail.com if you want your question answered on the air out there in listener land. Anyone want to start us off with something? You know what? I can I can start us off. Okie um, uh, on this is this is gonna kind of start as a humble brag. But also lean into like a question, but uh, because uh, I'm keeping everyone who listens in, in 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 the loop with everything that's going on with my health. We recorded we're recording this episode on the third of March, and I had a doctor's appointment today. And um, guys, I lost fifteen pounds Hell in yeah. a month, which is wild. Uh, my up? doctor Hell was yeah, man. He was super proud that's of me. Really he was impressive. super. Yeah, he was super proud of me, super excited. My blood pressure is in line, is, is getting better. Everything's getting better. Um, and he's like, just keep doing what you're doing. So I, whether it was from the acid reflux that helped me lose a lot of weight or if it was just the diet and the workout routine, whatever happened, I lost 15 pounds. It's awesome. But on that, I am working out a lot more. And I'm, I'm trying to jog and walk and everything. And I just want to know from your guys' perspective, what is what's the hardest thing to do what is the hardest thing when it comes for you to do like physical activity either working out or 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 just in general being out do like say even just playing football or whatever not necessarily having like a workout routine or anything like that because like for me not many people may understand or get this i actually have to think about how i walk i don't walk 
um, uh, like naturally, uh, because I had surgeries on both my ankles, that my walking is more is less of a rocking motion and more of just a stamp down, unless I'm actually actively thinking about it. So I need to think about my walk, which is honestly the hardest part for me to walk properly and not hurt myself. I have to think about it. Which is also why I prefer mm. running, because running, I'm always thinking about it. So the question is, what physical activity or exercise or what have you is the most difficult for us? Yeah, what's the hardest for you? What is the hardest thing when it comes to getting being physical or working out? Or what is the hardest physical activity for you in general? Yeah. Hmm. Pull-ups. I'm all, I'm all lower end, baby. Pull-ups are tough. <laughs> oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> but they're really good for you, so you got to do it. I have, I, I'm, I, I will. I have no shame in the game here. I, I have the little. I use the little assisted pull-up machine at the, uh, at the gym because I haven't done that for quite some time. Because mm-hmm. I, you know, I have. A, so I have a pull-up bar. I have one of those like Gold's Gym pull-up bars, and uh, normally that's no problem. You, you, you slide it in under the, the doorway, and it latches onto the other side, and it sort of uses physics. Uh, to make sure that you don't fall over, except for the one time when I fell over. And uh, <laughs> that was the last time that I used it because it was like, oh, yeah, it's working against it. And then, like, it slid out from whatever the other side of the molding was on the door. And I was like, well, that's it. I'm never doing that again. <laughs> uh, which meant that, uh, you know, since I also didn't have a gym membership from like most of the pandemic, I didn't do any pull ups. Uh, mm-hmm. So, you know, you can do some weight stuff at home, you can do some physical activity there but not mm-hmm. that so uh so when i went back to the gym i started doing it again i was like oh well, i'm terrible at this this <laughs> sucks but it's really good for you like mm-hmm. it's good for your upper body it's good for your core because you gotta keep your back straight like i found that for the most like the thing that gets tired for me quickest when i do that is it, it's like first it's my forearms but then it's my my core like my chest and my back area because you gotta hold yourself straight the whole time while you're doing it so uh, so that's probably the toughest one for me. And it's always, it's also very discouraging too. Cause you see the dudes who go like, you just, yeah, they, they're like the CrossFit bros who like go up there and like, what? Like, they're just like, you know, the, the real, the real skinny looking guys mm-hmm. who are just like able to pull their weight up real hard. And it's like, they just do 12 at a time. And I'm like, boy, I remember when I used to do six, that was great. <laughs> oh, yeah. Six was a really I'm... good number for me. So yeah, th- th- that's probably the toughest one for but... me. Just really getting back into that. The assisted machine is that like that's like the machine where it's like there's a seat that you like put your knees on or whatever and then you do yeah, the action yeah, yeah. and like you set a weight to help you counterbalance. Yes. Yeah. Uh, my when I started going, this is years ago, like ten years ago. Uh, I was going to the gym, Planet Fitness, with my buddy, and uh, he would he he'd be like, "All right, we're doing this. We're doing this machine." I couldn't climb onto the seat to actually do it. So then when it came to getting off of the seat to do it. I had trouble and I set off the lunk alarm like almost every time we did it because I would just kind of jump. Lunk. <laughs> I would just kind of jump off and it would go clunk and the uh, alarm would go off real quick. I'm like, uh, how else are you supposed to get off this fucking thing? Like, it's counterbalanced for my weight and I have to hold it down and then it's just. No, mm-hmm. I, I'd get up as high as I can and then just jump off and it would still clunk. Hmm. <laughs> how about you, Sean and Tim? What are the physical activities that. So- uh, I am I am not certain of many things, but I am certain I could not do one pull up right now. <laughs> I know so Jake has a pull up bar in his room and can do an amount. Uh, and I think the thing about pull ups is you have you have to be like you have like a very specific ratio of like muscle mass to weight to do them well. And I have, I have never in my life had that. Like I think I can sit. I I think I have fairly decent upper body strength because I got these long stupid monkey arms and these tiny legs. So I got, so, so I'm like, I'm mostly upper body, but like never have I been able to do a push up. but, uh, you know, what are you going to do? But the hardest in terms of physical activity, the thing that holds me back the most is my two different size legs because it, it, like it used to not be a problem, but especially now that I'm older, like, I I know for a fact that if I started running, I would fuck up my back. Like I would have to get like a <clears throat> like one of those sh- like a like an insert. Yeah, but not even that. Because I have I have lifts and I wear them when I'm like no, I'm going to be on my feet all day, and they help immense. They help immensely. But like if I were to run in them, I would roll my ankle a hundred percent because it's just it's like running in one high heel shoe. Mm-hmm. And they, so they, like yeah. They, 
I would have to probably, get like one that's like fully like the whole sole of the shoe is the lift as opposed to just yeah. the heel. But um, yeah, so I I like when I'm doing exercise, like one of the reasons that I got into frisbee golf is that it's a low impact like mm-hmm. physical activity that I can do, and so it's like I need that. Like I could do like weights, but I can't like anything on my legs. I ain't got that. And even like sit ups are really hard because my lower back is I have scoliosis, so like I can't. That's it's not a good hinge for me. So you know, I, I what are you gonna do? Fuck that I don't back. think I've. I don't think I've ever been able to do a full sit up. Well, I used to be so good at them. I've because I, I had be I've flying. always had such a belly. I'd be able to do crunches no problem, but I'd never be able to pull myself all the way up in a sit up position. Mm-hmm. He's gonna do planking. Sit ups and crunches are out. Planking's it. There's <laughs> as far as uh, as far as the uh, the core stuff that's not gonna dick with your back at all. There's uh, on Ring Fit. You know how exercises kind of dick with your back sometimes. <laughs> it's brutal. On Ring Fit, they have one of the moves that you can do is a plank, and it's yep. not just it's sitting terrible. there. It's not just sitting there planking though. For shit, when I do the planking, I am like that. That's what got me off of Ring Fit Adventures. They had the plank option. I'm like, oh great, this is awesome. I love planking. And, like, not I love planking, but like this is really good. And this is something that I'm, I'm I try to do. And like it never reads. It's just like, oh, looks like you got down. I'm like, I'm right here. <laughs> and I can't really look at the screen no see movement what I'm doing wrong because you're fucking planking. <laughs> yeah. So is is yeah, I got really frustrated because. And with that, like, you have to do the, like, flat plank, and then you also have to raise your ass up and then lower your ass in order Mm -hmm. to actually get it to count each plank rep. And so I unlocked that yesterday, and I tried it once, and I was like, fuck this. Like, Mm -hmm. I can can hold a plank for maybe a good 10 seconds, but I can't do that additional movement right now. I can't do that. Mm. Yeah, just for, just uh, hold it. I mean, not for ring fit, but like if you're just looking to do it, you know, independent of that, just hold yourself in place. That's good yeah. for your core strength. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, I need to start doing them to help with my back. I I just yes. ordered a, like a yoga mat for myself for when I'm doing ring fit and when I want to like do some other of those like mm-hmm. on floor workouts. Just give me that a little added cushion. Mm-hmm. Tim, what holds you back from certain physical activities, or what's a physical activity that you're not very good at? Uh, it's funny that Sean was talking about the pull-ups and the uh, and push-ups because for the longest time I was fucking garbage at both. Um, <laughs> I like I had a long torso, long torso. I was a chunky kid, and just like it wasn't a thing that was happening. And then after wrestling, and like I built up a ton of like muscles in my shoulders, not my chest, just my shoulders. <laughs> so now, like <laughs> pull-ups. All day long. It's the only reason I was good at any of the obstacles in Tough Mudder is because like yeah. almost all of them are largely upper body. I'm like, fucking yeah. right, dog. Yeah. Uh, but push-ups? Kiss my ass. Like, <laughs> I'm very bad at push-ups. <laughs> and it's like every every different like workout thing is just like start with like 10 push-ups a day. And I was like, can I do like one? <laughs> one. And uh, bef- before the wedding, uh, before my wedding, um, I had done that uh, weight loss thing at um, uh, Legion something gym. Don't remember what it was called, but I lost 21 pounds in a month. And like the, the, it, it, they do a whole bunch of different workouts. That's five over the pounds course. a week, dude. <laughs> Jesus. Oh, I'm aware. That's way too much. <laughs> Shh. But it was like free. It was supposed to be the maximum. <laughs> it was free. <laughs> um,. Was it a month? It might have been six weeks. I, I might be exaggerating ever so slightly. Anyway, anyway. Um, but uh, but it was twenty one pounds, and it was the best I'd felt in a long time. But the like getting started, like all right, we're gonna do this version of a push up. And I was like, can I do anything else right now? For the love of God! <laughs> and like by the, the end, push ups. Like oh, I one? I actually like the diamond push ups because. Oh, because it like forces your elbows out a little bit uh, if yeah. you're doing them wrong, I think. Yeah. Pretty sure you're not supposed to have your elbows out, but I always end up doing that because like fuck you. Um, to my forearms, man. <laughs> yeah, but it's like that's where I got I meaty fucking forearms. This isn't fat. All this is muscle. Um, and honestly, that that's good because like forearms are like the first thing. Like your grip strength and your forearms are like the first thing that goes. So like 
that's always the thing that, that bothers me the most is like boy my like this isn't supposed to be working like my 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 pecs my biceps and all that but like your your forearms and your grip tire out first mm-hmm. so it's like it doesn't even yeah it's like well you're not going to work the pecs anymore because your hands can't handle anymore <laughs> yeah yeah but uh by by the end of this whole thing like and and not just within each session because we had to go every single day or five times a week for however many weeks it was and it was an hour every time so every single day was a different set of workouts but then like last week is not the same as this week so it was just constantly constantly changing uh and like by the end i was really good at a lot of different things because like I my, I was actually working out, getting muscles used to doing muscle things, and then it was like, and eh, we're back to push ups. I'm like, can we not? Like, I'm still <laughs> bad at these. Like, my body just said, fuck off. Like, I'll do wall sits with 50 pounds on my lap all day long, but fuck five push ups. <laughs> <laughs> wall sits are another one of those that like sounds easy. Like, you're sitting on a wall. Mm-hmm. The wall, you're putting all your weight on the wall. It's fine, but your sitting position for whatever it is, whatever you do, like a minute, two minutes at a time mm-hmm. is uh, awful. Excruciating. So Especially if you're doing it right. Like, because yeah. everyone, like, it's like, oh, this isn't too bad. It's like, that's not a 90 degree angle. What do you mean? Mm-hmm. Like, of course it's easy if you're, you're cheating. Looking like, a, looking like a boomerang while you're leaning against the wall. <laughs> this is easy. Yeah. Yeah. Any any yeah, sort of squat, <coughs> any sort of squatting position is just so. It feels good to do a squat, but you do those over and over and over. It just kills me. It's brutal. Oh, yeah, take I, me through this feeling good to do squats. Yeah, I was gonna say I, I disagree. I I actually like because like I'll I I played catcher in little league and when I played softball and actually for me I can actually bend down pretty pretty far surprisingly <laughs> yeah, man I played goalie too and that was the worst but part here's, of the squat but like, here's, like here's for me the, it's it's the stretch it's the stretching of going down of the squat and stretching all of my legs actually feels good I use that as a warm up stretch as a couple of squats but if you're going to tell me to do like 30 squats no fuck you fuck you after about 5 I'm like I'm burning and I'm ready to just fall apart Listen, I feel like, like we should okay, clip okay, this right, conversation yeah. and have people guess what we're talking about. <laughs> L- listen, my guy, I don't want to call catcher rank on you, <laughs> but I, but I definitely I played catcher from when I was in like fourth grade until I was out of high school, mm-hmm. and I hate squats. Be- and the reason, but the reason with catching, like you can kind of sit a little bit. <laughs> Mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah. also you sit on the balls you're, you're the heel yeah you're yeah but all like when you're not when you when the pitcher is good when the pitcher is not good it's a it's a lot you're just squatting and trying to hoping for the best but mm-hmm. uh the the real thing that fucks me up with squats is my knees are like real fucked up now because of that because i as a kid didn't realize knee savers existed for the first for like the majority of Ooh. when i was being a catcher and then when i finally did I was at a point in my life where I was like, I don't need that because I'm better. And here's the thing. <laughs> in retrospect, my knees need a saving. <laughs> they did not. They, they didn't fare too well. I Like, my knees are fine. I'm not, like, unable to walk and afraid I'm going to have to get a knee replacement in the next five years. But, like, I can feel it when I'm, like, when Alice is, like, get down on the floor, I'm like, Okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Slowly creak my way down. Yeah. Okay, but first get Daddy the WD forty, yeah. and then we'll be able to play. So I guess all I'm trying to say is, being a catcher did not give me an affinity for squats. It is. I, they are so hard, and I don't. Same. Like not a fan. I, yeah. I mean, maybe I might actually not have proper form for squatting down, but like I said, I use if I were to go running, I use them as like a couple couple of reps as a stretch or a couple. Mm. I do a couple of squats to stretch out all of my mm. leg muscles. Yeah. I, yeah. If you're interested in it, I have a 30 day squat challenge that I've, I've started <laughs> off periodically and I've gotten to the end of it, Rich. You'll be pleased to learn that day one starts with 50. Yeah, <laughs> fuck you. No, I'm not doing that. <laughs> five at the, like I said, I think I said this last time we recorded, like, because I've fucked up my ankle somehow in the past month, uh, I can't actually jog very well right now. I can't run in place. So when I do play ring fit, I had to turn it on to silent mode, which is squatting. Yes. It's mm-hmm. like light squats. And so Hoorah. 
it's it like after after about one one level it's like i'm like oh man this is this is getting rough this is getting rough even with the light squat so trust me more than 10 heavy squats i'm not feeling it but i do like a squat just as a stretch in oh, the morning yeah. do a quick squat or two for sure for sure i love getting into a deep squat and doing this thing the prayer hands and pushing mm. my knees apart mm, that is the shit that feels so yeah. good as a stretch, I think I. It sounds like we largely agree, but uh, I don't think uh, none <laughs> oh, no. of the rest of us will say as I a, like squats as a as a muscle building activity for your quads <laughs> and, and lower body. No. The answer is probably no. no. But as a stretch, uh, any other squat yeah. thoughts? Squats, squats, squats. get thoughts. fucked. Oh damn, squats. Uh, <clears throat> All right, I got a question. Mm-hmm. Here, question for you. Here we go. Uh, so. As you guys may or may not have seen in the news earlier today, uh, German Chancellor Olaf Scholz visited the White House earlier today. He was a uh, meet with President Biden about a number of uh, number of subjects, including but not limited to the war in Ukraine, uh, you know, Russia, and, you know, China's involvement, and then they, they both wanted to to show alignment in the world stage. And it got me thinking. Uh, Germany offers. Beer and sausage and schnitzel as its primary and noodles as his food items. So let's go. Let's do it. What is the <laughs> best country, ethnicity, uh, region of the world, what have you, uh, for food? Hmm. Number one. What is the best? Best Number ethnic food. One. Oh man. Uh, that's that's a hard one, man. I have to look at a map. Hold on. I think I know my answer, but I have to see if I'm thinking it is where it is. And a minor apology to uh, to Olaf Schultz for parlaying your your diplomatic visit to the <laughs> United States uh, into a food question. And, and also, but we, already, uh, we already, but we already talked about the uh, world conflict uh, last episode, so I think we're we're all right. Also, an apology to Schultz because none of us are going to pick German, obviously. No, no. Um, oh, <laughs> German Germany has some good food, but I would not I would not give it the. Uh, the Here's old the problem: the thing, like, I only know the the handful, like the really prominent ones, but they're all like very good filling comfortable food and they're also going off of the traditional definition they're very like dude foody yeah because hmm. it's, it's look it's it's brats it's sausage it's beer and it's like beer and i mean you know the oktoberfest beer in a boot uh it's noodles it's it's schnitzel it, it's like you know meats and it's all like filling comfort food i don't think i've ever in my life been to a german like a restaurant selling German food. Like I, I don't think I've ever been to a German themed restaurant. I feel like I have. I think there was one in Philly that my parents used to go to that I can't remember the name of. Oh no. There was one I went to in DC, but now that I'm thinking about it, it might have been Austrian. Which is oh, like- the Austrian Tavern. Yeah, it was Austrian. <laughs> okay. It was the Austrian Tavern in Philly. Cool story, guys. Right. <laughs> Attaway. Hmm. I'm I'm stuck between my two favorites, Japanese food and like Mexican food. But I, unfortunately, when I think Mexican food, I primarily think like street tacos and shit like that, and not like a lot of the other stuff that I'm. I know they have that I mm-hmm. don't really get. Mm-hmm. So for me, I'd probably have to stick with a, like Japanese food. Sushi Japanese is up and, there. That might be my pick as well. Takoyaki and all that other stuff. It's delicious. I love it. Mm. Uh, takoyaki for the first time. There's a place around here that had it. Uh, I would say like five or six months ago. Very good. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Very good. Solid. Uh, uh, so more like soft, but uh, this is <laughs> just just for my mom specifically. It was the Austrian mm. village that I was thinking of in Jenkintown. Um, uh, okay. But, uh, however, I think French food is the best food in the world only because mm. it is basically like it's so France is basically like located in the middle of Italy, Germany, the UK, and Spain. So you're going to get pretty much all of that reflected in its food. So I like I think the reason France is like the culinary thing like is like 
is like the French cuisine is like the tops and people think that mm-hmm. is because it's so centrally located. It just has, it's basically like everything. So you're getting a little bit of everything. You're, yeah. you're kind of like, you got your Wait. finger in, you know, you got yeah. some Spain here, some Germany there, some Italy, some, uh, some Luxembourgian. Yeah. Looks. Are, are, are you saying Luxembourg. that, Polish food. that- are you saying that the UK has contributed to culinary arts in the world? I'm going to say, no. <laughs> I will say they have it's some blood dope. For you. Yeah, that's, I do love blood pudding. I genuinely I've never had think it. it's, it's very good. Um, it's fine. Uh, I think so. I like, I don't know. It's, it's a good, it's like a spice sausage. Um, what was it? They've have, they have some good baked goods too. The UK, mm-hmm. but honestly, mm-hmm. that's probably because of France. So, France, <laughs> France is my pick. It, it's not like my favorite food. Like I wouldn't put it at the top of like my favorite ethnic cuisine, but I think it is in terms of like overall, like mm. broad base, not one specific food. Broad base, it's French. Mm. The more I think about this, I realize I've not really eaten a lot of foods around the world. Mostly Mexican food. And Chinese and Japanese food, and that's about it, besides Italian. I've never mm-hmm. really had anything from Spain, never really had anything from, like, Germany or France. I've never gone to a French restaurant. Yeah. Fogo de Chao, maybe Brazilian steakhouse, maybe that counts as Fogo. Brazilian food. Fogo. It doesn't. <laughs> <laughs> I've been told by multiple Brazilians it doesn't count. Yeah. Well, what would they know? <laughs> <laughs> you know what solid point solid Look, point yeah see yeah oh boy uh now i'm trying to think there was um dc's good for for foods around the world uh god i can't remember the name of it the, the there's like a it's like an african food that i can't remember the name of we went to this place it was really good like good spicy food i i think i would say japanese as well mm-hmm. uh I, I think if i was gonna go all around it's like all right you got you know, good, good meats you got good fish uh vegetables are pretty solid like it, I, I think all around i could go with that well, the mexicans probably close second because it, like the key is like it can't just be like the meats you got to be able to get like the sides as well and like breading products and mexican uh mexican food all around uh, it's a pretty good mix of everything. You got your your carbs, your breads, you know, in the in from the burritos or the tacos or or what have you. Uh, you know, good peppers and not, you, know, you know, just good mix of vegetables. But I think, I think I would go with Japanese. I think I would get more consistently get something I want at every you know, any Japanese place, and pretty much every Japanese meal I've had has been excellent. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which again, not from Japan, not in Japan. So what would I know? <laughs> it's all the Japanese food they've had around here. So I've never been to Japan. Just wait till you go to Japan and get the MSG mayo. Then, it, then it'll be the greatest food. Yeah, I can't have. wait to go back in like twenty years when we're allowed back in the country. Yeah. <laughs> all right, Tim Manson. Yeah, I'll be honest. Uh, I've been having trouble coming up with an actual answer because, like, I I like food. Like, I just like good food i don't care where it came from and i'll be honest i don't particularly pay attention to it (laughs) um so i'm sitting here trying to think of like what would i not get tired of hamburger teriyaki (laughs) (laughs) no i would get tired of the teriyaki and have to put it uh have to switch over to chicken teriyaki (laughs) carnitas schnitzel (laughs) Ooh, yes um I've definitely tried several German things and they've been very hit or miss. Um, I feel like the only like specifically French thing I've ever had is this cargo, which is fucking delicious. So good. So good. You, um, I, it, it is a, it is a feat to get over it, but I have that same issue with clams sometimes. So, and I do love yeah. clams. Dude, clams, oysters, mussels. Mm. Mm. Don't think about it, but they're Mediterranean or Lebanese food in general. Like, that'd be a good way. It's not Greek, but like in the region. Like, Mm -hmm. yeah. You get get some shawarma, you get some hummus, you get uh, some delicious baked beans. Um, They also do a very good uh, roasted vegetable over there. 
Yeah, I feel like the too many of them. I just haven't had enough experience to like arguably say like, oh, this is it. Like I've had mm-hmm. some Indian food that was really fucking good, but I've only had like three things just yeah. because. Yeah, just because that's where the problem. We're limited. Um, yeah, yeah. I've had one Thai dish, which I thought was delicious. That's one thing I can't go with that. So like the, the really all I have is like Italian. Mexican and Japanese <laughs> because yeah. even the even the Chinese stuff that we typically have access to is like Americanized Chinese food like you, oh, you sure, just yeah. don't yeah. get it in China but um, I would probably in the fight between Japanese and Mexican I would probably lean like ever so slightly more Mexican just because of the more prevalent spices and like mm-hmm. bap like mm-hmm. a lot of Japanese food has like really clean and savor, like really nice savory flavors, and those are phenomenal. Uh, but I, I feel like that I would get bored of a lot of it, so I think I would probably. I, I've never gotten bored of Mexican food. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm trying to think of other of uh, other cross foods for Tim. Tim just likes food. Hanson <laughs> just likes good food. He's like. <laughs> Poutine cupcakes. Dude, uh, cupcakes? I'd have to try it. I, you said poutine, I was already on board, and then you said cupcake. I'm like, um, <laughs> about that. Chocolate mousse stew. Honestly, that sounds kind of good. I don't know about that. Throwing chocolate in a stew? I mean, throwing chocolate in a stew, sure, but throwing chocolate mousse into a stew. If anything, the chocolate mousse would just like mix better. I mean, that's curdle those eggs. That's what mole mm. is: is chocolate inside a savory sauce. Yeah, dude, mole's great. Mm-mm. I'm gonna make Matt some stew, and he's never gonna know. Then <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna know that you made it because you won't give it to me. I'm gonna make it for you, and then just gonna keep it here and eat it myself. <laughs> and I'll be like, I wish Matt was here to eat the stew I made him. Oh well. Sucks. Anyway, sucks. Shall we move on? Sucks. 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 Yeah. Uh, who else sucks. has a question? Or I got a question. Sucks. I mean, go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's not a great question, so that's fair. Um, and, and like I've been trying to figure out how to formulate it into a reasonable question, but whatever. If I if it sounds like shit, it sounds like shit. Um. Is there a particular thing, thing, person, character, whatever, have you, that you are a particularly strong fan of or just a big fan of, but you hate other fans of it for very specific reasons? Or the thing that some of the other fans really love about it is like the thing they should not like about it. And I'll start because I was thinking about this while I was out um, buying my wine, actually. Is like, it's it's no secret that I really like Deadpool. I think he's fucking hilarious. Um, and like, he could be an asshole and he, he's done some fucked up things. But like, in general, he is not an evil person. But I don't like him because it's like, oh, he. A, a lot of other people that like Deadpool are like, oh, he can do whatever the fuck he wants. He's got all this freedom. And it's like, it's, I don't see that as really being the point. Mm-hmm. But they use that as like a way of like, that's my ideals. I want to be able to do whatever the fuck I want. It's like, that. that's not an ideal, bud. Like, no, it's like the people that idolize Rick Sanchez from Adult Swim for very similar reasons and that he's fucked up and he's an asshole. He could he could just say it like it is. It's like, oh, those are not things you're supposed to like about him. That mm-hmm. character was where I thought you were originally going with this. Uh, with, with, uh, his, it does seem mm-hmm. like there are a lot of people who take up that character's mantle as like, oh, this is my ideology. Like, you know, he's he's v- painted a very unsympathetic yeah, throughout he's, the of the show. He's like, the, he's the point. Yeah, isn't he supposed <laughs> to be the foil of the show? And like that, that was, I was going to even chime in and say, that's the unfortunate thing with Deadpool is there is a lot of cross contamination with Deadpool and Rick Sanchez. Like Mm -hmm. a lot of people who love Deadpool 
and live by Deadpool, also love and live by Rick. Mm-hmm. And they're taking the wrong things away yes. from those characters. Like, yeah. yeah. Deadpool does some fucked up things because he's not really thinking about it or he thinks it's funny. Because the holy triumvirate is like Deadpool, Rick, uh, Rick Sanchez, and like Heath Ledger's Joker. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's like yeah. right there, like a bing bang boom, where it's like, oh, the you like all Joker three of those great points. Like, got something the to say Joker about you. killed hundreds <laughs> of people in that movie, man. Like, he was, he was in all capitals, bad guy. That, that is, that, that kind of goes with mine. I, it drives me nuts when I see people idolizing Harley Quinn and the Joker. And, like, I want to have a love like Harley Quinn and the Joker. No, you fucking don't. Do you know what the Joker did to Harley Quinn? Do you know how shitty he's treated her? You don't want to have anything like Harley Quinn and the Joker. Yeah. yeah maybe don't model any relationship after a fictional couple. Like, at all. <laughs> hey, it, you know, the big thing about the fictional couple in general, I know they're all different and, you know, uh, you can't paint them all to broad brush, but they're all not real. What? None of them. They're either, they're either, uh, they're either bad for, they're either not real for bad reasons or they're not real for aspirational, not realistic reasons. So maybe, maybe just don't model your relationship after any fictional couple. You're <laughs> telling me that Elsa yeah. isn't real? Wait, Elsa's not in a relationship. What's the other one? Anna? You're telling me Anna's not real? <laughs> First of all, there's also there's a whole other uh, uh, subdivision of Disney fans who has theories as to why Elsa's not in a relationship. But we can get into that another time. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> we all know. We all know. Anyway, uh so all right, so Deadpool is your character. Yeah. Uh, you like you like the character, but you don't like uh I think a lot of other fans discourse. pick him for the wrong reasons and yeah. like exaggerate exaggerate the he does whatever he wants and take that as in like I could do whatever the fuck I want, except you want to be an asshole about it. Mm-hmm. Whereas Deadpool just lack of caring but still tries to be a good person more often than not mm-hmm. and he also he's evolved over the years yeah. oh yeah you know like, like i think like, no like, sign language like, yeah. yeah no sign language will lift his mask up when talking to a deaf person so they can read his lip while also signing like if he really was he does whatever the fuck he wants he wouldn't give a shit that you are deaf no <laughs> he'd make fun of you for it and walk away you know kind of Kind of like maybe what Rick Sanchez would do. Accurate. Ah, <laughs> uh, boy. I mean, I already said Harley Quinn and the Joker, but I don't know if I want that to be actually mine. So I don't, I don't have like a specific thing, but I do. This is a thing that I think comes up in every fandom that really pisses me off, and it's the weird gatekeeping. Um, just in general, I think, I think it's just, I'm just going to say the gatekeeping in fandoms because it exists in all of them and it just really bothers me because it's like, don't you want, I I guess I hate more people to join the space to share your fandom. Exactly. I, I feel like a lot of people are very protective of their fandom and feel like, like if more people get into it, then it will ruin it. But it's like, why? I think it just, you just, you open your up, open it up to more like, you know, like if it's, if it's anime, like you open it up to more people and you more creative people who then can go on to make more animes that you can then consume. Like, it's like that you want more people in the space because there are gonna, like the more people that your space touches, that like the more the better chance that it will both persevere and get better because you have more people to make content for that thing not not content necessarily but like you know like i don't know i just i like when i like when you know as we can collaborate on a thing that we all like and make it better together you know like i don't know i just think it just it's in every in everything in anime it's you haven't seen x and y so you're not you either aren't a real fan or like you know what i mean or like you you like that like your like your your taste is bad and it's like it's that's all freaking subjective in especially in anime and the fact that like it's become a more mainstream thing 
you still see a lot of like, well, I liked anime when it wasn't popular. It's like simmer down, anime hipster, yeah. and yeah, go like fuck cool. yourself yeah. for the love friggin', of God. Friggin' cool, man. You like, like Dragon Ball Z, huh? Show me your five favorite VHS <laughs> not, <laughs> subs, not dubs. Yeah, yeah right? I. It, this is something that worries me. With uh, I'm I'm a huge fan of Critical Role. It's a D and D uh, Twitch stream. Um, they have had three campaigns, each of them over 100 episodes, each episode at least three and a half hours long. So it's fucking 300 plus hours of stuff to watch. And they recently released an animated series of the second season. And they announced another animated series and a movie deal with Amazon as well. And I'm just like constantly worried that people are going to turn around and be like, Oh well, if you didn't watch the actual Twitch streams, you're not a real fan, and you're bl- and I'm just like fuck you. There's 300 hours per campaign of shit to watch. You know what? You're allowed to watch these 12 hours of show and enjoy it, and say that you're a fan of Critical Role because it's a lot of content to watch. You don't have to watch it all. Just mm-hmm. watch what you want. I hate. Don't tell me what it- to do. Yeah, I hate it. Like, I, I had, I had another friend. We were at PAX. Uh, she was getting dice for when she was joining us to play D and D. And somebody turned over to her and asked, "Like, did you ever play D and D before?" She's like, "No, my friends are going to actually bring me in. I've never played it before." Oh, you probably shouldn't play. You're not going to like it. The oh, fuck? Like, yeah. w- why? Why would you say that to someone? Yeah, that's so wild. I just don't. I do, honestly, I don't get it. Just let people like shit. Like I don't know. Yeah. Live, stay in your fucking lane, everybody. Yeah. You know, I'm. I'm gonna. No, it doesn't really fit in the question. I was gonna say it's the people who hate on people for liking something, but that doesn't really fit in the question. So correct. It's go. something that you are a fan of, but you don't like it about that yeah. fandom. So Sean's wasn't a specific thing, but it's something shared by pretty much all fandoms. So I I, I like that one. That was good. Yeah. I I'll go I'll go with uh, in the Monster Hunter community. Um, there are a lot of people out there that are. There's an argument out there between pro or anti meta. Which for those of you who don't under know what meta means, it's like the premium optimum sets to use to have the best damage, the best DPS, and everything. And there are arguments out there for to go with the meta sets or to not go with the meta sets. And it is a complete divide. And I'm someone in the middle, I'm just like, I don't fucking care. Use what you want. It doesn't matter. But it just, it drives me nuts that, like, the people who are anti-meta are not happy with letting people play the way they want to play. And the people who are pro-meta aren't happy with just letting people play they want to play because it's like oh you're not having enough damage dealt so you're you suck you're not playing with us or you're not having enough fun like i am so you suck you're not going to play with us it's like no we're all here to just play a fucking game and have a good time who cares what they use i could use the base level armor as long as i'm having a good time who gives a shit mm-hmm. yeah a lot of the massive like mmos and stuff like that have pretty much the exact same problem yeah yeah because that was big on destiny too yeah it is it's destiny i'm sure a lot of other mmos where it's like i'm i'm a 35 year old man i'm 34 year old man turning 35 this year i don't have 20 hours a week to dedicate to do all of this stuff to try and hopefully get the new meta gear and then be at the same level as you every day i don't have that time just let me play the game and have fun However, I want to play. You're... Kaz? I've been thinking of the best way to, to, to approach the one that I thought of because it's, it's, um, it's not a specific media uh, item or character. It's like all of like pro basketball fans <laughs> or basketball fans in general. Okay. Because I like basketball. So I the love NBA. Basketball. It's a great sport, yeah. You know, whether it's the NBA or the whether it's it's usually it's for me it's the NBA. I don't watch a ton of college hoops. Uh, I don't watch a ton of the WNBA, although I am aware of some of the big stars. I know first of all, Villanova's got a good uh, women's player this year, uh, Maddie Seagrest. But uh, but it's, it's mostly the NBA, and it's just boy, I don't know if it's because a lot of the people like on 
like for basketball Twitter or something like that, or younger than me or, or what, but like, I don't know, just something about rubs me the wrong way. Like the, 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 so there was a big player empowerment movement a couple of years ago, or really it was like 10, 15 years ago in the NBA where the like player movement became a big thing. And like LeBron James went to go play for the heat and it was a big deal because, you know, he, he was taking his talents to South beach and it was a player, you know, taking control and like in this league that's dominated by rich guys and fat cats and ownership, it was the players taking back their role and saying, I want to play here and all this stuff. And, and fans just went, Yes, that's great. It's a great thing that players get to to go and play exactly where they want, and, and they're, they're taking the power back. And now you get like every two years, Kevin Durant wants to move teams, and you get a contingent of basketball Twitter that's just like, that's great. That's within Kevin Durant's right to to get traded every two years. It's like, well, no, this sucks because Kevin Durant. <laughs> kid, it sucks that Kevin Durant gets to get traded. Like James Harden is a Sixer now, and he was a net um, a year and a half ago, and a year and a half before that, he was on the Houston Rockets. It's like. <laughs> That sucks. Well, if you're a Nets fan and you bought a James Harden jersey and then James Harden's like, well, it gets traded. Do you just tell your kid like, listen, I know you love that James Harden jersey and you're a big fan of James. But look, uh, it's within his right within the collective bargaining agreement to, to make a trade demand. And, you know, he's re- really uh, it's it's about fighting power structure in the NBA and about him get breaking away from corporate ownership. No, man. Like it's it's it sucks that players do, do this all the time. But there's a contingent of NBA fandom who are just like, yeah, it's fine that Kevin Durant gets traded five times every 10 you know, every every decade. It's fine that all this happens. It's and and there, there was also a, um, a sort of. Uh, insincerity or or incredulity or unbelievability to it where like there's these these guys on on, again phantom on nba twitter who usually put you know bill smith nba like there's always like an nba in their in their twitter handle or something like that it's Mm -hmm. like you know fritz with nba and he's just like insider and it's like there's no website there's no nothing he's not an insider anywhere but like he just tweets a lot about basketball so he puts insider or like basketball you know analyst It's it's some dude uh and but like it's it's he, but the, the people who just go overboard on any little thing is like, oh my God, John Durant is it. And then the next day it's like, oh my God, Dylan Brooks is it. And Dylan, I mean, Dylan Brooks is that man. And like Dylan Brooks just told everybody what's up. It means Dylan Brooks hit like a three pointer, like, <laughs> like, like a minimal, a, a minimal accomplishment, but it's like, oh my God, yeah. this is Dylan Brooks just broke the internet when he hits like a floater. You know, going into the lane. And Dylan Brooks, by the way, is like a marginal NBA player is also a shithead. That's why I keep bringing him up. But uh <laughs> yeah, Juan, Juan Carlos Navarro, who's a player who hasn't been in the league in 10 years, like Juan Carlos Navarro just broke the two. It's it's always like way over the top exaggeration and like you know, all these it's just I don't know. Like I just like watching the game. Uh <laughs> like I like some of the Twitter stuff. Like, look, some of the Twitter stuff is great, some of the jokes are good, but like I don't know. Like, it's just something about that group of people that rubs me the wrong way. Uh, and, and like, like in a way that like football Twitter doesn't, or even like hockey Twitter, because hockey Twitter, like, especially like the Flyers fans on Twitter are just so self-loathing right now. Mm-hmm. It's like, it's always going to jump into a big pity party. And like Philly's Twitter is always a lot of fun because everybody's just super excited whenever the Phillies do anything. <laughs> um, but like, it's pretty accurate. Like, basketball Twitter is, is a little bit, um, full of itself. And also there's, um, there's an air of pretentiousness to it. Like hockey fandom is like the, the old trope about hockey fandom is that everything that hockey fans say to people who aren't fans of hockey could be boiled down to please like my sport. Mm-hmm. Uh, because <laughs> all hockey people are like, Oh boy, LeBron James missed a week of basketball with cramps. Meanwhile, uh, Travis Konechny played on like two broken knees and like a severed hand. He's so tough. It's always like stuff like that. Um, but th- but there, there's an air of pretentiousness to basketball Twitter because the National Basketball Association as long as has for a while been considered sort of like the progressive man's uh, cosmopolitan sport because it's a it's a sport that's played around the world. Uh, but B, there was this perception, and I stress the word perception, that the league was more liberal thinking. Like they let their players make public statements very public statements about like racial justice and and social justice issues and like uh like when the george Zimmerman trayvon martin shooting happened god at this point like 10 years ago uh the players made very prominent statements uh against that and the league was and at a time where the nfl and other leagues were not allowing that the nba was letting their players take a stand on that front uh but 
that's been curtailed significantly over the last few years as the NBA started to get um, more money and not to be that guy, but also since they started doing a lot more business from China, uh, <laughs> uh, just, just, th- j- j- I'm simply stating a fact that this is, this is happening. Like uh, the six, for example, the Sixers current general manager, Daryl Morey uh, was like suspended from games for a week because he put, he tweeted out that he stood with Hong Kong, mm-hmm. which is, it was like a huge problem. Um, but anyway, so but but I I think there's some of that leftover pretentiousness. Like the people who are fans of the NBA are like, I like a more virtuous and righteous sport than you do. When it's just look, it's the same money grubbing owners just with an orange ball instead of an oval pigskin, like or or a or a Vulcan a vulcanized rubber puck. It's all the same thing. It's just you know they different they, flavor. They, they put yeah. on their airs when that happens. So I will go with basketball, <laughs> Twitter, or basketball fandom in general. Like I think basketball, like the average. That's the other thing is I always have to remind myself that Twitter is not the same as real life. Like <laughs> basketball, Twitter is not the same life. thing as like me talking with my coworker about the Sixers or something. This is a completely different thing. Yeah. Anywho, I mean that's a large other part of why I just try to not be on Twitter. <laughs> It's because I yeah. feel like everyone well, is like that. I'm just like, oh, you all suck. And then I remember this isn't everybody. It's just a lot of people. And I'm just going to not fucking read it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a it's a it's a certain group of people on a particular platform where outrageous and inflammatory opinions are rewarded. Mm-hmm. Totes. Any other thoughts? No, no. All right. I think you got the last question, man. Then, Sean. Yes. No, I already asked one. Yes. What was your question? Oh, were you the, the food? food thing. Oh, no, I thought no. that was Sean. No, no, no. <laughs> I'm so sorry, Sean. No, it's okay. And here's my question. I'm going to make it a quick one because we are running kind of long and also I am hungry. Um, So I want to know which handed you are. It's a three-part question. It was a two-part question, but I just thought of a third part. It, which handed are you? When you poop... Which hand do you wipe your butt with? And then third question, <laughs> do you stand up or do you wipe when you're sitting down? I thought you said this was going to be a question. This is not where I thought this question was going at the end. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just wondering. Now I got to think about it. I got to think about at least number two because I got to think about it. <laughs> I got to think about it. <laughs> uh, yeah. On that one. Uh, so I'm a righty. And mm-hmm. I, I believe I also... Right, uh, right, uh, and sit down. Mm-hmm. I think I am right. I, I'm right. I'm pretty sure I am right for the second part, uh, and I am stand up. I, I am. I am righty. I use my right hand, and I, I like, I crouch forward. I lean forward, and okay, okay, reach okay. around. I am. So I am. I only ask because I'm a righty, and. If I were to pantomime to you, wipe in my butt, it would be with my right hand. But I do not like I would. I use my <laughs> left hand in the bathroom, and I also stand up. But like, um, but I yeah. But I was just like, I don't know what it is. I don't know why I would do that. Like, there doesn't make there. There makes no sense to me. Why am I using my left hand for that? I'm not. That's I'm not. Hmm. So I, I, at one point I did, <laughs> not to go real in depth into this question, but at one point, like when I was younger, I did make a concerted effort to use my left hand um, because I had heard one of those things. And I, I don't even know if this is true or one of those things they just tell you when you're little, be like, this is the truth. And it's complete mm-hmm. made up bullshit. But it's like, depending on what country you're in, don't like never shake with the left hand because that's what they use to wipe their ass if oh. they don't have toilet paper. And I was like, Huh. So what you're telling me is I use the wrong hand to wet my ass. Uh and like it, it just made the whole process take longer. Can't apply the same pressure, yeah. not getting like the full reach. And it's it's just like, but I wonder if maybe that's like some subconscious thing that maybe you had picked up early on. Maybe. And you're like, like way, yeah. way early. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I, I but legit, I made that concerted effort, and I was like, "No, nah, my left hand is stupid. Never mind." <laughs> yeah, like, I was, I was gonna say, I think I'd do it because there's more room on the right side of me because there's a window right next to me on my left in my bathroom. Yeah, but yeah, it could just also be where did have you pooped the most? Muscle yeah, memory, I, just yeah, use that I, physical motion. But like, if if that were the reason, then 
I would be a lefty because there was more. There's more room on the left side in my parents' bathroom when I was growing mm. up in, in Collingswood. Mm. So I don't think it. I don't think it has to do with that. Uh, I think it's just I'm I'm a righty, and that's I'm used to using my right hand. I will. The only thing I'll use my left hand for is a strange. I mean, bowling. That's the only time I'll use my left hand is bowling. Oh, I will use my left hand bowling sometimes if my right arm gets tired because it's pretty much the same. It, it's very easy to bowl. Dude, my hand. left hand is just fucking stupid. <laughs> I can't do <laughs> shit. Like, I can catch a baseball because obviously. Yeah. That's the, uh, and that's, that's the catching hand. That's like about it. <laughs> I catch yeah, baseball. I, I throw frisbees I, with my left hand. That's that's weird. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know why. Well, that's basketball. that's baseball, but that's baseball, I think. But I don't know. I don't know. I also eat with my left hand, but that's on purpose because I heard it was polite to do. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. that's something that when I was young, I heard like, oh, it's poli-, like when you you cut it and then you just eat with the same hand. You don't like keep switching, and so uh, I I taught myself yeah. to eat with my left hand. But that was like that was a weird thing when I was younger. I don't know why. Why would I? Why would I? I've, de- I've definitely heard that argument. It's like, do you switch hands after you cut? And I was like, well, yeah. Doesn't everybody? It's like that's blah 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 blah. Like, yeah. Oh well, too late now. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I don't. I don't. Per- you know I do what's not really think- rude is the fact that yeah. you can't finish a sentence. I'm a fucking monster. <laughs> Suck it. Yeah, I don't. I do not. For the record, I do not think it's rude to not to eat with your dominant hand. I think that's the normal thing to do. I think you should do it. Now, now, now you have me trying to think how I cut food when I'm eating that requires a knife because you in my mind's eye, I cut with my left and I eat with my right. But do I actually cut and then switch and then, or do I? Do you cut I with your left? That's impressive. I, 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 impressive. I think I would I not think like I knife in left my, hand. I think I cut with my left hand. I don't know though. That's. That's truly wild. Like when I, I consider when, myself fairly dexterous, and I would not put a knife in my left hand. When I we we might have to go <laughs> no out way. for a steak dinner. Honestly, we might have to just go out for a steak dinner so that we could figure this out. Because right now, I don't know. And like I said, in my mind's eye, I don't switch my because I won't cut it all up and then eat. I'll cut one piece at a time and eat it. So I think mm-hmm. I cut with my left. Um, or I cut with my right and eat with my left when it. You heard it, cutting. boys. Rich just offered to take know. us all out for a steak dinner. You know so what? We can figure out you know what he eats with. When when I when I get to three hundred pounds, it's thirty pounds from now. Yeah. Celebratory steak dinner on you guys. Yeah. I'll tell you what. How about this? Whoa, on you us. take us out to a steak dinner. <laughs> but you take us out to a steak dinner. But if you show us successfully that you can cut with your left hand. Then you can take us out for another steak dinner. <laughs> you got it. You got you it. Win. I think this is you win oh, taking yeah. us out again. This yeah, either win, you lose win. or I win. This is a win-win. I think. Yeah, everybody wins. Help you. Help me. Help you. I prove. I prove myself right. I prove right what I say. I do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I get to take you guys out. And then we get four hundred dollars of food out of you. Yeah, one hundred percent. All right. Uh, shall we call it an episode? Let's Boy. see. Uh, well. In that case, let me tell the listeners that if you want your question answered on the air, the way that we just answered our four burning, scintillating questions on the air, you got to email the question to brosequestions at gmail.com. That's brosequestions at gmail.com. You can also subscribe to our show on every major podcasting platform uh, and follow us on Twitter at brose underscore podcast, Facebook at brose podcast, or Instagram at brose underscore podcast to find out when the latest episodes have dropped. Special thanks, as always, to Mary O'Brien for compiling our listener questions, to Tess Riley for editing our show, to Shannon Vogel, who designed our world-famous logo. You can find Shannon's work at Shannon Vogel Photography and Art on Facebook or at her shop on Etsy.com. And our theme music is the song When by Steven Siebert. And you can listen to Steven's work at the Free Music Archive. It's time for Twitter handles and plugs. Rich, we'll start with you. Check me out at B underscore Walnuts on Twitter. And you can check me out on twitch.tv slash b underscore walnuts where I do video game streaming Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, and Sunday. I don't know what to promo because we're so far out. But let's just say I'm on the road to 300 followers. I need nine more. And if we reach that, I'm going to do a month of Apex. And it's a whole big thing. Come check me out. Come follow me. I want to get to 300. It'd be great. Also, 
you can find me on PodQuest, the weekly energy talk show, and bonus action, the tabletop podcast, where I keep dropping the ball and not setting up a date for us <laughs> to play again and record. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jonathan, uh, the the show that, that you allegedly do with Rich. Uh, you can also do Frisbees. I do. I throw them with the same hand I wipe my butt with at Obi Disc Golf. Everywhere except Instagram, where it's Obi underscore Disc Golf. And your Twitter handle is? Oh, at HeySOB. Oh, I jumped the gun. Oh, my God. I'm out of sorts. No, that's okay. It's my fault. I led you with the Frisbee question. So yeah. it's, you know, it's start with the Frisbees. I didn't let you do the Twitter handle. It's on me. It's on me. Bad job yeah. by me. Oh, no, no, no. <laughs> it's collaborative. Don't point at that. Uh, yeah, yeah, Sean, if you could do me a favor and not point at that particular hand anymore, that'd be great. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Tim, what about you? You can find me on Twitter, ignoring everyone, at Tim R. Hansen. <laughs> There you go. Just uh, muting Deadpool as a word from from here on out on Twitter. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at mkaznel. That's M K A S Z N E L. My plug for this week is uh, me because I fucking killed it this week. Get anyway, it. Uh, say goodbye to the gentle listeners. Bye. Bye. For Tim Hansen, Rich Sweet, and Sean O'Brien, the entire action moves to you. My name is Matt Kaznel, reminding you all. Be smart without being stupid.